Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. I'm Bob Lovell. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Glad you're with us on a busy Saturday. Got some racing, some football, some baseball, just to start with. Right now, though, the star of the show, you know him, you love him, and on a night like this, you can't live without him. It's Network Indiana's Eddie Garrison. Thank you, Coach Lovell. Much like last night, a pleasure to be with you for the start of season number 30 on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk, along with our producer, Nathaniel Finch, tonight. Major League Baseball going on right now. The Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox will get into this one more detail in 15 minutes. All you need to know right now, 5-2 advantage White Sox, and there have been six ejections, four on the side of the Guardians, two on the side of the White Sox as a fight broke out between Jose Ramirez and Tim Anderson and more on that, though, in 15 minutes. Also in action right now are the St. Louis Cardinals. They're taking on the Colorado Rockies. It's game two of that three-game series. Advantage right now, Cardinals 6-2, to two, as that is in the bottom of the eighth inning. Going final earlier this afternoon, the Detroit Tigers defeat the Tampa Bay Rays 4-2. to two. Yesterday, they got shut out 8 nothing. Win today 4-2, meaning tomorrow is the rubber match in the finale of the three-game set. The Chicago Cubs defeat the Atlanta Braves today 8 to six and the Washington Nationals defeat the Cincinnati Reds seven to three. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Indiana Sports Talk season thirty. Rolls along our second night on the air. Thank you for being with us. As I mentioned, we're going to talk a lot of racing, a lot of football. We have a lot going on, but we start with baseball. Indianapolis Indians lose five to one to Gwinnett. With me, the Hall of Fame voice of the Indiana Indianapolis Indians, Howard Kelman. Hello, Howard. Tough loss tonight, five to one. Lose last night, five to three, five to one tonight against Gwinnett. Well, you're right, Bob. And tonight was a very close game. Gwinnett got a run in the fifth. The Indians immediately tied it on a home run by Jiwan Bay in the top of the sixth. We're one to one. Gwinnett scores in the bottom of the sixth. It's a two to one game. Gwinnett, bottom eight, two outs and nobody on. And Johan Ramirez had retired all five batters he'd faced. Then he has a little trouble. He complains about the mound on his landing foot after his delivery, <laughs> and he goes and he walks two men on corks a wild pitch, gives up a two run single. And they score three runs in the inning. And that was the game. The Indians, any shot they had, was eliminated with a three-run bottom of the eight. So turned into another tough night. Sounds like it. So, you know, if you're a pitcher and you're not comfortable on the mound, that's not a good combination. And it certainly seemed to be the case. Well, you're exactly right because he started missing wildly all over the place. Right. And this is a guy who had faced five batters in an inning and two-thirds and retired all of them. So it just was very unfortunate. Now, the Indians didn't do anything offensively other than the G1 Bay homer. In fact, their last ten batters in the game were retired. They didn't have a base mm-hmm. runner after the sixth inning. So... Gwinnett has won three of the first five games in the series. They'll wrap it up tomorrow, and the Indians will be back home Tuesday. Well, they, uh, at the rate they're going, they can't wait to get out of town, for heaven's sakes. They need to, to obviously uh, try to put some things together. Who's, uh, who's on the hill tomorrow? 
Kyle Nicholas, but it shows you how things can swing. Kyle Nicholas, the Ball right, State right. product, will start for the Indians. The Indians had won two of the first three games in the series, and they had a lead going to the bottom of the eighth yesterday. And as we talked about, Gwinnett scored three in the eighth to win that one, and then Gwinnett wins again today. So the warm turns just when you feel good, the opposite can happen in this great game of baseball. Absolutely. That's why we all like it so much. And the other thing, too, is we've still got a lot of baseball to be played, but uh, uh, it'd be nice if they can start to string together some Ws. Yes, uh, four homestands remain. Remember, we play 150 games now as opposed to 140, and we go until late September. We used to finish on Labor Day. Right. Since 2021, we, we go three weeks later, got a lot of baseball, 705 Tuesday, the Nashville Sounds come to town. The dollar menu in effect. Hot dogs, peanuts, popcorn, cracker jack, all for one dollar every Tuesday at Victory Field. And don't forget to buy Howard's book, Sixty One Humorous and Inspiring Lessons I Learned from Baseball after you get that dollar hot dog. Howard, thanks so much for the call. Indianapolis Indians lose to Gwinnett five one tonight. Howard, always great to talk to you. Have a great weekend. Bob, as always, thank you very much. Thanks very much. Eddie Garrison, tell me about this absolute uh, battle royale <laughs> on the – is that what we're calling it, battle royale? We've got we got all kinds of things happening with the White Sox and the Guardians. I think there's like a UFC fight night tonight, so I guess we could call this the preliminary <laughs> round um, between Jose Ramirez of the Guardians right. and – Tim Anderson of the Chicago White Sox. So Tim Anderson, uh, well, Jose Ramirez is up to hit. It's a double down the right field line. There's a play at second base, and he slides in. And as he's sliding, his helmet pops off and most naturally happens now in every MLB player when they slide. And as Tim Anderson is applying the tag, he he smacks the face of Jose Ramirez mid slide. Oops. Uh, and Ramirez didn't think too kindly of that, so they started yeah, probably exchanging not. words. I don't know if it was PG or not, but uh, I would assume not. Next thing you know, fists are being thrown, and uh, we've got four ejections on the Guardian side of things and two ejections on the White Sox side of things. So it was a, fanta- it's a fantastic video. It's, it reminds me of baseball back from the old days. Uh, yeah, it does. I'm going to have to watch it here uh, at some point. He's Eddie Garrison. You're going to catch him every 15 minutes with all the scoreboard update, all the info, and um, he's the star of the show. I just get us from Eddie to Eddie. That's my that's my gig. That's what I do. And uh, 30th year, we've done it, so we, we have figured out the formula. Thank you, Eddie. Coming up. We're going to spend some time talking about the Colts. We're going to spend – it's a big race weekend. we got racing. And then next weekend we have a similar – we have a much bigger weekend in Indianapolis. So a lot of ball and a lot of racing to talk about on Indiana Sports Talk. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Bob Lovell. This is Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. We are so glad you're with us. We head into season 30. We started this uh, show uh, in um, August of 1994 by way of historical perspective. Uh, and clearly we had no idea what we were doing. <laughs> so, and many would argue that nothing's changed in 30 years. I, I would find it hard to argue against that. But that notwithstanding, uh, we 
started primarily to cover high school football and basketball around our state on Friday and Saturday nights. And we've stayed pretty true to the mission. So we encourage you to join us uh, a week, uh, well, almost two weeks, two weeks from last night. Uh, on the 18th of this month, we'll begin uh, our 30th season of high school football. Uh, to that, uh, we're going to have a conversation later on tonight with Paul Condry from the Regional Radio Sports Network and also the publisher of the Indiana Football Digest. I encourage you to buy it. It's, if you're a football fan, you need to have it. Uh, very simple. Just go to indianafootballdigest.com, and um, it's it's great. About 300 and over – almost 400 pages, I'll put it that way. And so – very, very well done publication. So Paul will join us. Uh, one of the things that Indiana Football Digest does is pick a uh, dandy dozen, as they like to talk about it. So we'll talk about those rankings per class uh, with Paul uh, and also get you ready because in a couple of weeks, give or take, we're going to be talking about high school football. We're always hopeful that the weather holds off because it's important for our high school programs on Fridays to uh, generate revenue to help support the other programs in the school. Uh, and also, you know, we're mindful uh, that uh, it's getting harder and harder to get referees, to get officials. And um, uh, I'm not sure what the answer is. Uh, I mean, the answer is very, I think the answer is simple. Be nice. Start being nicer. Moms and dads and you know, others, try being nice and see how that works. Be nice and maybe, and it's hard, but maybe if you get a chance, pay them a little bit more. But above all, just be nice. How hard is that, for heaven's sakes? This from a guy who used to scream and yell at officials. But uh, these are high school guys, uh, not making a lot of money, high school games. So get ready for Friday night. Now, if if by some strange thing you have never heard Indiana Sports Talk on a Friday night during high school football, and I can't imagine that you haven't, uh, 30 years and as many people who listen, uh, you really need to do it. It's a it's a unique it's a unique show. It's a unique radio show, and um, it it is it's fun. And we're we're fired up, ready to go, and have another great season. So again, uh, stay with us. We're glad you're with us, but we're always mindful that you listen to the show. You always have to get all the scores. And I know things are different with. Uh, with all of social media and all the other ways that you can get your information. But thank goodness you still listen to us. Coming up tonight, in addition to uh, discussion about high school football with Paul Condry, as I mentioned earlier, we're going to talk uh, some racing with Adam Alexander. NASCAR is in Michigan. Uh, also racing with uh, IndyCar in Nashville. Mark Jaynes will join us again. We're going to talk some college football with Dr. Lynn Clark. We talked about him last night, but I wanted to spend more time with him and talk about that. When Greg Rakestraw does call us, we'll, uh, we'll talk some Colts football. Uh, think about this now. We've got a preseason game coming up this weekend. Uh, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it's, it, it gets on you in a hurry. Uh, and so, obviously, everyone's excited about the uh, upcoming NFL season. Everyone's excited about that, as they should be. 
All right, stay with us. Scoreboard update coming up on Network Indiana's Indiana Sports Talk. With this Indiana Sports Talk scoreboard update, I'm Eddie Garrison. It's in the bottom of the eighth in Cleveland between the White Sox and the Guardians. 7-2 advantage for the White Sox, but that is not the story of this game. There was a fight that broke out between Tim Anderson and Jose Ramirez. Here is how it sounded on MSC Sports Chicago with Jason Benetti. Adam Oscar's throw is not in time. He just missed him at second base. This is another rocket of a throw, and now... Oh, boy. Now oh, my goodness. Here come the benches. Off we go. It started with Anderson and Ramirez. Swings being taken. Kopak had to hold him back, and everybody's spilling out here in Cleveland. Six total ejections on the White Sox side of things. Manager Pedro Griffal was ejected. Tim Anderson was ejected. Now, when you look at the Cleveland Guardians, Jose Ramirez obviously ejected. Emmanuel Classe, the closer for the Guardians, was ejected. Manager Terry Francona was ejected. And the Guardians' third base coach, Mike Sarbaugh, was also ejected. 7-2 advantage in this game for the Chicago White Sox. The three-game series will wrap up tomorrow afternoon, and tomorrow's game will be the final time the two teams meet this season. NTT IndyCar Series back in action this weekend for the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix. Third time of this event in 2021. Marcus Erickson won the race in 2022. It was Colton Herta winning the race. Starting on the pole for tomorrow's race will be Scott McLaughlin, Pato Award second, Colton Herta third, Alex Pillow fourth, and David Malukas will start fifth. For Network Indiana Sports, I'm Eddie Garrison. Welcome back. This is Indiana Sports Talk. Glad you could join us. It's brought to you by Indiana Donor Network. Best broadcaster around. He's been honored as such. The one and only Greg Rickstraw joins us, the voice of the Indy 11, plus any other possible franchise that we have and any other championship that we have. He is ubiquitous in that regard, and he joins us right now. Unfortunately, the 11 lose tonight uh, in a seven, excuse me, two to one loss. Greg Rickstraw, thanks for the call. Tough luck for the good guys tonight. You know, I thought that your triumphant return of the airwaves, Bob, would be the secret that would unlock the home struggles for the Indy 11 because the last and only time they have won a home match this year was May 20th. You were still doing shows on a weekly basis as part of season 29. So I thought, all right, season 30, Bob's back. We're going to win, right? No. Didn't work out that way. no. No. And I apologize for letting everybody down, too, by the way. Well, we'll have to get over it, Bob. We'll find a way to forgive you. But in terms of the uh, Indy 11, you know, it's just been a, a year where their better results have come, for whatever reason, on the road. They've got a great fan base. Um, they tend to have, um, you know, tremendous support. Even on a night where the you know, weather forecast was not great, we kind of got lucky and dodged some storms, but just couldn't find a way to win. This team has won six times this year. Five of them have been away from Carroll Stadium. Hopefully we can figure it back out when Birmingham comes this way on Wednesday night. Well, give me some good news on the 11. I mean, you know, let's talk some positives. I know they lost, but it has to be something positive to bring from this experience. Aiden Quinn got his eighth goal of the season, and Aiden has been one of the best players in our league for some time. This is Aiden's 10th uh-huh. year 
of playing in the championship. Uh, he was kind of in this league in the eastern half of, of the league when we were playing in a different league. We joined the league in 2018. He was playing out west, either for Orange County or for Phoenix. Simply right. put, he's one of the four or five best players in the history of the league. Uh, he scored eight times for us this year. And that kind of puts him into the top 15 in terms of league's goal-scored candidate, candidates. He's already the league's all-time leader in minutes played. He's seventh uh, in, in terms of appearances. He was sixth going into the night in terms of passes completed. He has been the bright spot for this team this year. The other bright spot has been this team is still in a, in a playoff position. They were at least going into tonight. Now Miami FC in our league winning tonight and us losing, they bypass us temporarily Again, we mm. play Wednesday, then we play at Miami on Saturday. And honestly now, Bob, with 12 matches left to go, it is probably a four-team fight for the mm. last playoff spot, and, and we would be amongst those four teams. Good news is we played twice against that group of three teams already and have a pair of road wins. So if we can just kind of hold serve against those other right. teams like Loudon, Detroit, right. and Miami, then it's going to be a playoff team still for the first time in four years. I think that'd be kind of cool. All right, in addition to your work with the 11, you also are, continue to be, because you're really good, part of the Colts broadcast uh, family, team, what have you. Um, they have an exhibition game next week, which is kind of hard, for me, hard for me to grasp, is it not? So when, when I talk to you next Friday, I will do so from Buffalo, for a preview right. of the preseason opener, which is at 1 o'clock at Highmark Stadium. When I talk to you next Saturday night, I will already be back in Indianapolis because, again, it is a 1 o'clock kickoff <laughs> for the preseason right. opener in Buffalo. Right. And, Bob, I have been lucky enough where I have now done these preseason games for the parts of five of the last six years. And right. now in three of the last five years, I've had a road trip to Buffalo. And, and, and that might not sound exciting to some, I love that old stadium, in part because sure. we broadcast from the 50-yard line uh, when we do those games. <laughs> and and it, 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 it's, I would liken it to if the Colts played their games in Perry Township. Like, you literally, you're going on off like a two-lane road, and you're passing like Bob and Nancy's right. house, and the next house belongs to the <laughs> Buffalo Bills. Uh, the, the stadium's kind of sunken into the ground. It's, a, it's an easy access, great view, and obviously Buffalo's a really good team. Uh, so we will kind of learn some things about the Indianapolis Colts that maybe we're not sure about uh, some seven days from now. Well, hopefully we'll get a chance to see Anthony Richardson and uh, – uh, continue to be somewhat um, enthralled watching the drama unfold in terms of personnel, a.k.a. Jonathan Taylor and, and others. But, uh, yeah, it'll be great to go out there and, and see uh, the new quarterback and uh, see him in action. I'm hopeful that he'll get some snaps and, and, play, and play particularly well. I do think Anthony will get to play a decent amount against the Bills. Um, and, again, I, I think – Normally, when you have the, the practices before you play somebody, a lot of your mm-hmm. starters don't get to play. I am hopeful that that kind of gets superseded by he's a rookie and a, and a raw rookie at that. He needs right. as many reps as possible. Because there's not those, those practices against the Bills like there are for the next two preseason games against the Bears and the Eagles, there's a chance we see more of Anthony Richardson in week one than we do the rest of the way. So I am hoping for a heavy dose of number five uh, seven days from now. Well, clearly every season starts with questions, and, and you, I think everyone understands the NFL. Your quarterback position is the most important one you have, and so we're all going to be anxiously watching uh, the uh, – 
um, you know, inaugural, if you will, event for Anthony Richardson. But there are other things on the agenda for the Colts, and not the least of which is you had an offensive line that needs to play better than they did. You have a defensive unit that needs to reclaim some of their luster uh, from a couple of years ago. And so a lot of things going on, a lot of moving pieces as they get ready for the season. Well, there are obviously 90 storylines in training camp with 90 players. Yeah. Um, but the, the overarching storyline is there are question marks at more position than not. You know, if you're talking about positions that you feel pretty good about, kicker, punter, defensive tackle. Um, <laughs> if, if Shaquille Leonard is healthy, linebacker right. of that group. And, and frankly, his health seems to be further along than we thought it would be. Kind of Good. what we, we heard during the course of the offseason. Is he playing next Saturday? Absolutely not. Does he maybe get some snaps the last couple of games? I think at least once. I think he will because he, he's not cleared for 11-on-11 contact yet, but he's doing literally everything else. So once he's healthy, I think you feel good about the linebacker spot with he, EJ Speed, and Zaire Franklin, knowing you're largely playing two of those three guys on a regular basis. Um, and, and the rest is, is going to be, if not position battles, just groups trying to assert themselves. Like, is this the offensive line for two or three years ago, or is this the one that was far from good for, for a good chunk of last year? So, again, more questions than answers, and, and we'll have some answers over the next three weeks, even more of those after September the 10th. The best at what he does, Greg Rakestraw with us on Indiana Sports Talk. Have a great weekend, Greg. Thanks for the call. I love you, Coach, and welcome back for Season 30. Thanks. Thank you very much.